talk about anything from moms that murder, family murderers, kids being kidnapped and or murdered, or even being killers, which are all a mama's nightmare. I'm Rhonda. I'm Alicia, and we're a mother-daughter duo giving you our spin on these nightmares from a mom's perspective. Today we're going to be talking about the Maryville Hillchuck High School shooting. It's a mouthful. It is. I'm Rhonda, a mother of two and a grandmother of four. I work full-time for a well-known app. I'm obsessed with true crime podcasts, shows, and documentaries. I'm Alicia, a wife and a stay-at-home mom of three who just started listening to true crime podcasts but like watching documentaries and thrill-seeking movies with my husband. I'm the one that suggested we start a podcast since I love to discuss these nightmares and, of course, I think people need to hear our opinion on them. Today, we're going to be discussing a mom's worst nightmare by finding out that your son has just shot his friends. The trigger warnings for this episode are the murder of children, suicide, and school shootings. Thanks for joining us. Now, let's grab your favorite Pepper Ridge Farm cookie and let's talk about a nightmare. Yeah, I like the Milano cookie, so I kind of thought we'd throw Ooh. that one in there. I, honestly, I've never had one, so... I like a little crispy shortbread cookie with a coating of dark chocolate on the bottom of them. Mm. It's light and crispy and then chocolatey too, but not overly chocolatey. It's just a good cookie. Oh, that sounds great. But not everybody likes the dark chocolate, so I went for just Pepperidge Farm cookies in general because they got some good ones. You like a good chocolate chip cookie? They got one too. I'm too cheap to buy them, so. (laughs) They are not. They are on the pricey side, but they are good. Okay, so this week has been a little, a little interesting, to say the least. I have just, my children all just went back to school, so I am starting to walk now. So I love how I have in here about me not being very familiar with with, uh, with true crime podcasts, because that's all I'm doing now when I'm walking and I'm listening to these and yeah, I'm going gonna have to change soon, isn't and it? I'm and I'm walking on these trails and I'm going Alicia this is how murders happen now this is where they happen this is where it happens and then I'm hearing stuff and I'm and now I'm just like focused in on that noise I'm like what's that noise what is that what is that is somebody behind me yeah. constantly yeah yeah it, you do become a lot and when you listen to so many of these you start to become paranoid just a little. Just a little. Yeah. Uh, I mean, people are walking the same direction, and I'm going, he's following me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's following me. If it's a round trail, he's going to have to follow me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I held the other day. I don't even think I told you about this. I was. It was just pouring down rain. Mm. And um, at my house, my son and daughter-in-law have COVID, so they're over in the house, and I'm in my little, my little tiny house over here. I'm working away and I look and our neighbor is outside with a rain jacket on walking our yard and I'm like I finally asked the door I'm like okay crazy man what are you doing <laughs> he's like oh I saw water just shooting up underneath your house and I thought it was better and I came out he had a rake in his hand he's like I thought maybe your drain up here was done I was gonna unclog it for y'all since it was in there I was like well that's really nice of you but go inside it's pouring down rain Oh my goodness. That that's the difference between where you live and where I live cuz nobody would have done that for us. <laughs> right? Yeah. 
Right. It's so funny. They're so they're so sweet, the neighbors are, but I'm just like, You are crazy. Get in the house. Go away. <laughs> you just don't expect when you can't even see through the windows hardly because it's just pouring down rain and then somebody's walking through there and it that and that would creep me out over it and i was like who is that that's a horror movie it's <laughs> getting ready to happen it's like one of those this is my end the I commercials need... that you're like no run away from the chainsaw <laughs> and you just see him and you're like what is going on and what do i do i open the door what are you doing <laughs> okay oh man so this week we are actually together instead of last week we did it on we did, remote. we did remote. So this week we are together. It was my son's birthday party, and he had a football game. Oh, you're gonna go! Down, I am so you? going there. I have to throw you under the bus. You're not throwing me under the bus as much as my whole crappy weekend. Throwing it right out there for everybody to hear. Well, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not, we're not gonna do all of it, but we finished up with my son's football game and we are about to drive away. And then my mom calls me and she's like, Do you have my keys? Well, in the first part of it though, let's not think about, let's not forget that I had went out and got Starbucks and you spilled your Starbucks drink here. Oh, we're gonna bring that up now? Yes, we are. If you're doing me, I'm doing it. Yes, you. and I think my cat has my coffee. On yes, her back still. I think wearing your coffee. <laughs> so, you did that. So, I was being kind and went to the Starbucks to get you another coffee. Yes. And it was super, super sweet. I appreciate it. But then, along with that, you stuck your keys in your trunk. And that is how they ended up there. Because mm -hmm. I had my hand full of drinks. And I set the keys down so I could get the chair out for the, for the football game, and I failed to pick the keys back up. Okay, so we spent an hour, hour and a half, sitting <laughs> in the parking lot of a high school football stadium. I have a bum shoulder. Did I, real, did I fail to tell you that I was carrying your drinks? <laughs> and people are just looking at us because we're just sitting there. In the parking lot with our chairs out, because well, what else I are you to supposed wait. to do? I'm a locksmith to come and unlock my car. And I'm just like, we're tailgating. <laughs> yeah. Nope, we aren't. <laughs> so then, $80 later, <laughs> we get to go, and so we stop by. To get cupcakes. To go get cupcakes at Publix, and we made a big deal about it, and they, and, you know. Well, they we were, they Publix were was amazing. They it is great. a pleasure. But we <laughs> were asking them, you know, and they found little things to put on the cupcakes, the football things that he wanted, and we got them, and they were so cute, and all that, and we got them all the way out, got all the way home with them, then we're going back to the thing, going back, and we're going to, where did we go? Oh, Dave and Buster's. Dave and Buster's. So much fun. If you have never been to one, you should. If you've got one near you, go go do it. But he wanted to go to Dave and Buster's, and he was meeting a friend there. And so he rode with me, and he carried the cupcakes, and I put them in the front seat to keep them safe so they wouldn't fall, wouldn't do anything. And then again, did I mention I have a bum shoulder? <laughs> As I'm getting out of the car, I grabbed the cupcakes, and they had popped open, and I was trying to close it. 
and I was trying to balance it on one hand and close it, and that didn't work enough. No, but that tray was very wobbly, it too. Was. Yes. So after you I'll give me you that. Bus, now you're I'll give you that. To give me that. Yeah. Well, um, I wasn't gonna go about the cupcakes. I was just talking about the. I was just gonna talk about your keys because everything happens like the night before. We go to do a podcast. <laughs> it's always right before. Yeah, apparently I'm just setting myself up for failure somewhere every night. Every time we're getting ready to do it, we're like, yes, we're gonna we're gonna do this in the morning. Okay, great. I'm gonna have a crappy afternoon. You're welcome, people. You are welcome. I hope these stories make your day. Cause, cause yes, then I dropped the cupcakes as we're going into the restaurant. So we ate cupcakes that were all mushed. Well, at least they didn't have rocks in them. Nope. And I ended up with uh, icing all over my shirt and all over my hands. And I'm trying to buy the fill, fill the cards with icing all over my hand. And she says, here, you need to sign this. And I was like, what did... Really, they had to go find a towel so I could wipe my hands off so I could sign the thing for the cards. Oh, for the cards. <laughs> yeah, when I was reading on the cards because I had icing all over my arm. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> Just give me a second, huh? I don't think you want me to touch it after I lick all this icing off. <sighs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's our weekend. It's always something. Yeah, so are we ready to start this nightmare? Yeah, I think so. Let's get this done. Alrighty. This one is a little bit different. Um, we both kind of studied up on this one a little bit. Just I, I didn't study as much as you did. I studied just a little bit. I helped her with some of the notes on it. But um, Yeah, and if it's a little scattered again, I'm going to apologize. She's, she's supposed to get an MRI done to see if she needed surgery and course insurance decided to cancel everything so she's in a lot of pain right now so we're making the best of it tonight we're gonna try muddle through here all right let's get this nightmare started okay well this is a story about we're gonna start with Jalen Freiburg okay now the date of the incident is October 24th but let's go 24th what oh I'm sorry 2014. I saw 2014. No, okay. I did not. Yeah, it's 2014. So, but let's go back. I think you really and truly were going to go back and forth in this throughout the time. But let's go back from, because we don't, here's the problem. When something like this occurs, everybody wants to know why. You can't ask that person, but you can usually follow a trail back to yeah. find out what happened and why there seems to be no clear-cut reason for this yeah i noticed that too like i had there's so many different perspectives on it yes and i just don't know if i have my own theory and you have yours and we just talked about this a second ago i thought something else and then you're telling me something different than what i looked up at what, what i researched the way that you saw it yeah because so many different people had different ways. But let's go into, this is a, we've, we've already discussed that it's a school shooting. Yes. And this is a school shooting that is unlike any other. Hmm. So, um, we'll just go ahead and start with the day of the incident. And then we'll go back and track and see how it See it how started, it actually. Why, or why we think it happened. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. So, 
on October the 24th of 2014, Jalen wrote and texted his friends that morning and told them that he wanted everybody to meet for first lunch. This, from what I gather, was a short day, so there was only going to be two lunches that day. And some of these, he had, um, there was a group of six or seven kids, and... It was seven kids. Yeah, there was, he is one of them, though, that's where the yeah. story comes in. So there was a group of these other six kids. Not all of them had first lunch, but he wanted everybody to come to first lunch. So the other, the two or three that didn't have it, skipped so they could join, because he... It wasn't like he had, like, not like he was saying he had some big announcement or something and he wanted them there. He just wanted everybody to have lunch together. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I got from it. Yeah. And he seemed like the popular kid. So, I'm sure everybody kind of followed his lead. He's like the leader of that little group. Yeah. Yeah. So. Which kind of makes sense for what happened. Yeah. And he's 15. And they're all of these kids are between 14 and 15. So. <laughs> Babies. They're, they're just, they're, they're young. They're all freshmen, uh, freshmen at the school. And it's October the 14th, so school hasn't been in session that long. No, because usually schools, well. Here it starts September, in August. Yeah, August. But I think it started like in September then, really. Or well, cl- a lot maybe of, closer. a lot of schools up north, because this is in, in Marysville, uh, Washington State. Again. Oh, what? No, we've been in Washington, D.C. for mine. This is Washington State. I can't help it that the Washingtons call to me. <laughs> but, um, he, so, that, this is up north, and normally a lot of those schools start after Labor Day, which is the beginning of September, so school hasn't been in session for too awful long. So, they've all, all the kids have gathered, and from what we can tell from other people in the thing, this is another spot that is a contingency on this because some people say he was at a separate table and some people say he was at the table with them. But from what I think, he was at the table with them. From what I read on it, one of the girls that didn't get shot, who right. was in his group, said he was sitting with them. He was sitting with them. and I So I'm tending to lean on that that he was at the table I, with Yeah, them. I would lean more towards the, her side of the story versus yeah. someone else's. Well, this is one of the favorite days of school lunches. The cheap school pizzas. Oh, that, and you dip it with the freaking ranch. Oh, it was so good. And you remember, Soggy a and lot of people remember this day for that smell. You remember that smell of those pizzas. So yes. a lot of these, that cheap school pizza smell. Yes, my school always did the cheap pizzas with the corn. And something else. But you get the ranch and you just dip it all over the pizza. Oh, I love those school pizzas. <laughs> I loved them. Yeah, that was those my were always the best days. So this, so this was that day they felt, you know, they were feeling that, um, that vibe and everything. So it mm-hmm. was a good day in there. It was a good there. day. So all of these kids are sitting at this table and they're talking and cutting up and laughing. And he's, and I think Jalen may have been kind of solemn. But all of a sudden, he stands up. He doesn't say anything to anybody. He digs into his, it was a brown camo backpack, digs into this backpack, out comes a gun, and he starts picking them off one at a time. Like, planned out, I'm going to kill this person first, this one. He shoots them in the head, every one of them, as he goes along. Now, 
he um, he shot Gia Soriano, who was fourteen. Shaylee, okay, these are this is a tribal area, so forgive me for the names. Chuckle Nasket. <laughs> Sounds good. Andrew Freiberg. He is the only one that did. He did shoot him twice in the head. Um, Nate Hatch got shot. And there were two other girls that were at that were there that did not get shot. Yes, it's Carmen. Carmen and Karen Park. Carmen Lopez and Karen Parks. Yes. Okay. Um, so they had. Okay, there was also one that says he was dating Zoe, but I don't. No, he was. Andrew's oh, no, dating sorry. Zoe. I missed Zoe's name up here. Yes. Zoe also. Zoe Rain Galasso. She was shot too. So there were, he shot them and he just, he kind of like started and one, two, three, four, five, went around that little circle. And by the time he got to where Carmen and Karen were at the end and he had to reload. And so when he, when he shot a lot of people in the, in the thing thought that somebody had popped a bag. You know how they take a lunch bag yeah. and pop it and make that big noise. So well, they didn't know what was going on. They had seen him stood. They had saw him stood up, but they didn't register it. Well, there was no uh, argument, no nothing like that going. Well, on. it's also. I mean, a gunshot does not sound like you think a gunshot would sound like. And you're not expecting it. And you're not expecting that. So you're. That's not the first thing that comes to your head. Mm-mm. So, um, a lot of these kids at that point, then there was a teacher who was a new teacher. This was her first year teaching. So, again, this is early on in the school year. So, she's only a few weeks into it. And she's a young teacher. She was a social studies teacher. She sees this and runs for him. She's going to save everybody. I mean, it was super heroic. Heroic effort. I got cold chills on that part. I, I have it right now. She does not, um, she does not touch him. She, uh, she thought that she had him, that she made him, there were, there were thoughts that she might have grabbed his arm and that's why he shot himself in the neck because after this he reloaded and at that point chaos is ensuing this teacher is coming at him he forgoes trying to shoot zoe and karen and leaves them alone they're not like zoe under the, no, oh i'm sorry carmen and carmen and karen karen and he they're under the table at this point because they've realized what's going on and they're seeing their friends on the floor bleeding and just hysterical and he realizes that he's got to finish what he's doing so he takes this gun and puts it to his neck and shoots himself and kills himself mm. now so immediately know. there's a phone call to 911 and this teacher is like the shooter is down and she's telling them and <laughs> this the students of course are panicked of the, course. The principal has found, when they find this out, they're shutting, they're locking down. But these, some of these kids that were in this um, cafeteria climbed the fence and were in neighbors' houses trying to... Get away. Get away. They were scared to death. Rightfully so. So, the, so what ensued afterwards with these, um, they ended up having the FBI there very quickly. and with But with the police and the FBI and everything... Um, They're going through it one by one to see where the shooting is actually at. And trying to find if the shooter was still alive. Or if, or the if there's an extra shooter. I mean, right. you they never... had no idea what was going on. 
And so what makes this different in a school shooting type is that this was a targeted shooting. It was not, you know, we've had Columbine and we've had so many different, and even the one that we did the other day, the Grover Cleveland one, it was random. Those school shootings are generally random. They're just going through and trying to, they're just shooting, shooting everybody they can and trying to get it. He did not do that. He, his goal was to set out, was to get these seven friends, his best friends, these six friends of his and get them. Now, these were not just friends. These were cousins as well. This was family and Yeah, there was there. three cousins. Yeah, we're going to go into this here. Okay. Zoe, um, Zoe Rangelasso was 14. She did the one that died on the scene. Um, I think she was the first one to be shot. Yes. I, honestly, we don't know the order that they were shot in. Okay. Um, I could not find the actual order of them. And I think it's because of the chaos that went on. And because this happened within, this they turned in at 1039, somebody start, just started, and at 1043 it was over. So in a matter of four minutes, there were all It was all children. done. It was all done and over with. So it... The terror and the tor- that in that four minutes and the the outright chaos. There's no, and you know, so for autopsies and things like that to do it, they can tell you by time of death. It was all too close to even say who was shot where. And then, I mean, yes, you may be shot first, but you could but die you first might not have died or first and, died yeah. last. So Zoe was shot. And each of these children that were shot were shot in the head. He was the only one that was shot in the neck. Um, Zoe died at the scene. Okay. Um, Gia uh, Soriano was 14. She died two days later in the hospital. She died on October the 26th. Shaylee Chuckles Basket was 14. She died one week later on October 31st in the hospital. (laughs) Andrew Freiburg, this was one of Jalen's cousins. He was 15. He died two weeks later in the hospital on November the 7th. He was the only victim that was shot twice. He was shot twice in the head. Um, and Andrew was dating Zoe. Uh, Zoe. He had been dating Zoe. Nate Hatch was also shot. He was also Jalen's cousin. He mm-hmm. was 14. And he was shot in the jaw. So I don't know if he turned or what during this. So I'm assuming he's kind of one of the last ones that was shot. Yeah. It's kind of my That's assumption. That's Because he knew and kind of moved and what was coming. Um, but he did survive. He did have to. He was in the hospital for a little while. But he, he did survive his. Um, and then the two others that were there were uh, Carmen, who was a cousin of Jalen's. And Kieran, and it says that he's... Kieran was the cousin. Kieran Parks. I have both, you have a note down, both of them say that uh, that they were his, it says one was another cousin of Jalen's, Carmen Lopez and Kieran Parks. Okay, my bad. Okay, so I'm not sure, but I, I don't... I, I believe it was, it was Kieran. Was, Kieran Parks was the... Was the actual one. Yes. Okay. That's what I'm kind of thinking, too. Because then she had to call. She called everybody else afterwards to let, let She know. called his girlfriend. Yeah. His ex-girlfriend that was happening. This is where we're going to kind of go back. Because now we're, he, right before all of this and before he went into the lunchroom, 
Jalen sent a text to all of these children's parents and his dad. So he's kind of like doing like a suicide note for all the children, kind of? It was an apology that he just... He couldn't handle this anymore. He didn't. He didn't want to take it, and he just needed to have his crew with him. Okay, that's just. That's so weird because nobody said anything about him ever being depressed or. And he seemed to be. You said it before. He was a popular kid. He had just, just like the weekend before this, they had had homecoming at the school. He had been chosen homecoming prince. He wow. had went through the suit. You just don't think of the popular kids having this problem. It's usually when you have a school shooting, it's the outcasts mm-hmm. that and the, the people that have been bullied and all of those things. He was a football player. He was a wrestler. He was, and all of his teachers said they just couldn't believe that this happened because he was such a good kid. And he was the type of kid that you wanted in your classroom. He was, he had good grades. He was doing you know, he was participating. And yeah, he they all said he was really funny and sassy. One yep. of the girls said he was sassy. Yeah, and we even have a picture of... Carmen has a picture the day before of her and Jalen in a classroom. And he's sitting behind her smiling. And yeah, cutting up. The only thing that we can find... Because he did, in, the, in this note that he's sent out to them he was apologizing to them but he wanted to have them and he told them how he wanted his funeral to go it was quite a long text he'd had this text made up from what we can tell when they went back and researched this text he had made this text the night before he had been he'd started it so this was a very thought out plan yes he knew what he was doing so he knew Mm. that when he sent the text to the kids to I want everybody to be at lunch this is why he wanted them all at lunch um, but he had he had been making up this text trying to get it the way he wanted it to all these family members, and I don't think it was just their parents, but different family members, and telling them of how he wanted his funeral to go, down to he wanted to be buried in expensive um, camo. Oh, yeah. Well, well, yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm or gonna I'm gonna try to murder her. six people but, and then kill myself. And you make sure you bury me in expensive, brand new, expensive camo. Yeah, I'm sorry, but you ain't getting it. <laughs> You're going to be good to get some underwear on. Because, <laughs> you know. Mama ticked off. <laughs> Mama ain't happy. So, as we mentioned, it didn't bring up a whole lot of it, but he was a member of the Tulalip tribe in Washington. Okay, see, when I was reading it, I thought it was Tulip. It looked like Tulalip. Tulalip. But so apparently it is pronounced Tulalip. 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 That's very pretty. It's very it pretty. Is. And it's made up of, a, of like six or seven different tribes, of Indian tribes, that have come together on this one area. And, okay. And, and so, and the So fibers, it's a very big one then. A very yes. big tribe. It's, Got it. It's a, it's a, I think it's a pretty good-sized tribe. And the Freibergs are very prominent within this tribe. So, not not like chiefs, but... No, they don't. And I don't think there's as much of chiefs and things like that, but like the leaders Leader. and the, 
and up in the reservations and, and leading the things like that. Okay. Um, his dad had actually was in a leadership position and looked up to. Oh wow. And um, and the Frybirds in general are. There are still you hear back and you'll hear about Frybird, 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 and they're all related in some way, but not necessarily closely related. So like cousins, second cousins, third cousins. Right. Yeah. But so Fryberg itself, and if we noticed that one of these is a Fryberg that he shot. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a it's a very common name yeah. there. So he, um, let's see, he. Okay, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. He. Um, trying to think of what it is I want to. You were talking about the dad being the leader. Yes, okay, in this he sends all of this, his, this note out to everybody and to try and, uh, I guess, to pacify some of this. But, and he tells it in this note to Dad, see the, le- see the letter I left you on the bed. But nobody has ever found this letter. So. I'm just, well, I mean. I have the question, did Dad find this letter before, because he's been warned that this has happened now. And. Did he find that letter and keep it to himself and not turn it over to the FBI or the or them? And frankly, I can't blame him if he did. Because this is just so difficult because I feel for the man. I feel for him because Yes. How in the world are you supposed to go on knowing your child? We don't. not just killed himself, but killed all of his friends. Right. And cousins. We don't hear about mom in this instance as much as we hear about dad and we'll go into that in a little bit too mm. we'll get into more of that but these parents we do know I do know he had a younger brother but these parents I can't imagine what they're going through yes. because they've not just lost their child they've lost their nieces and nephews and cousins children you know and there's no reason as of to why Unless and, that letter stated just it. did it. Why? He, these were his best friends. Why would he do that? But the only thing I can say is we'll go back to October the 21st, three days prior. Apparently, he and his girlfriend, and her name was, I want to say it's Jolene. It's a funny name. Um, Shailene. It's Shailene George. Yeah. Shailene or Shailene George. Um, at this point, on October the 24th, she is his ex-girlfriend, but on October the 21st, they were still in the dating phase, and they were, they had been together from, like, 6th or 7th grade. They'd been all through middle school together. So, like, two, two to three years. Yeah, and this, and, and Jaden, Jalen, has already made himself, that he has let it be known that he wants to marry this girl. He is head over heels. But they have this on and off again relationship. They break up, and then they get back. And then they get back together, and then they break up, and they get back together. And this is very difficult on him. So we see on the twenty first, he has some tweets that go out. Tweet it up. (laughs) And and I work for an app, a social media app, but I don't know how all these things work. I'm not good in the Twitter world. Well, we just. We just got a Twitter account. <laughs> we have a Twitter account now. You probably won't find me on it. But, um, 
he had sent out these tweets, and he sent the first one that we see was, <clears throat> this is the 21st, so I guess it happened on the 20th that they broke up, because it's 12.53 a.m. that he sends this out. It says, all right, you blanking got me. That broke me. And all these emojis with sad and angry faces. She does not respond to him. So at 2.43, he tweets again to her, and it says, it breaks me. It actually does. I know it seems like I'm sweating it off, but I'm not, and I never will be able to. Again, she doesn't respond to him. She's over it. She wants this done and over with. Girl mad. She's angry. Hey, and, and, and the thing is, is we know as teenager, we know, or I know as a parent of a teenager, that she's mad and she wants nothing to do with him, but by tomorrow she might have cooled off, so just chill. Right. But Give her the weekend. Give her yeah, a week. Give her a few days. She'll be fine. An hour after tweeting that, he sends it back when she doesn't respond. He, tw he doesn't tweet. He texts her directly, and he says, Just please talk me out of this. The gun's in my hand. So this was the day of the shooting? This is the 21st. She is, he so he's is, trying to, he's talking about committing suicide he's then. He's talking about committing suicide right now. Oh, bless his heart. And all she says is, leave me alone. I'm sure that. I just, in my head, I'm just wondering if he has done this multiple times to that's her. That's what I was going to say. I feel like this is something, this is his go-to. Well, I'll just kill myself. There's a lot of teenage boys that are manipulative in that way. That, well, yeah. I'm just going to kill myself then. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of girls that do there's it too. A, oh yes, it, it, it's just teenagers in general. They just yes. I'm just gonna off myself then. Fine, yeah. I'll just die. Right, and and you don't take it seriously because percent of them don't do it. So no. you know you just let it go. So she told him to leave him alone, and so his response back was, "Okay, well don't bother coming to my funeral." So Carmen. Who the one of the survivors said that she knew that the breakup had hit him hard, and she had, and she's also the one that had taken the picture of them the day before in the classroom, and she knew they were really good friends and everything, and she knew that it was that he was heartbroken over it, and but she didn't think that it was that bad. She thought he was getting over it. I mean, she didn't see this coming, but I'm not going to fault a 14 year old for not am, seeing this. This yeah, is not. This is something that she is trained to look for or would even think about. I mean, kids but break I mean, up every day. But even as an adult, even being the parent, you know, you see your kids go up and down, especially, I mean, I was a very dramatic teenager. And so, I mean, would you have ever thought that just because I broke up with a boyfriend that I was going to off myself and my cousins? No, I wouldn't have thought anything. And, and I don't think that, and I don't fault the parents on not seeing that either. Because you just think, oh, he's just having a hard time. It's, right. it's a hard breakup. It's a hard fight that they had. They'll get back together. And or frankly, maybe they didn't even know. Let's face it, teenagers are sullen and they go to their room and you don't know anything about what's going on. True. And they don't always open up to you. Yeah. And it's not that you don't try, but you don't notice. I mean, they're, nowadays kids go to their room and they spend their entire evening there on, the, on games and things like that. 
Yeah, I have a child like that. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's not it's not unusual that he goes to his room and you don't see him. It's not something that you would necessarily, they've broken up before and you might not have even known they were broken up. Yeah. So, henceforth, th- I say, always check your child's accounts. <laughs> yes, keep, a, keep an eye. Keep an eye on them. Well, on the 22nd, he's still texting her. She's still kind of ignoring him, but he, he wrote to her. He said, I set the date, and hopefully you regret not talking to me. She doesn't respond, and then he sends, you have no idea what I'm talking about, but you will. And the oh next my. one says, bang, bang, I'm dead. And what day was that one? This was on Wednesday the 22nd. So this is the day before. This is the two days before. This happened on Friday. So on Wednesday Wait. the 22nd. This happened, oh, the shooting was on Friday. It was on Friday the 24th. Oh, well, see, at least he planned it out so that they had the weekend after. Well, I'm on sorry. the 23rd, the day before the shooting, this was the last tweet that he posted. Was, it won't last, dot, dot, dot. It'll never last, dot, dot, dot. Then he also told his ex to make sure to read his text the next day. And then he reminded her again that next morning. Okay, that's a little... So he is doing this, like, to show her. I'll show you. You broke up with me, and I'm going to take... So that's kind of like our first one, where... Our first one, the Sheets family, where the dad said, well, I want a divorce, and she's like, oh, well, I'm going to show you, and I'm going to kill our children. Right. Because that makes sense. Because it makes sense. Yeah, that's the same logical thinking he has. Yeah, there was something... That, to me, shows that there was something broken inside. Yeah, definitely. Normal people don't think... Well, I just... I don't feel like a normal person would just think, Oh, I'm just going to kill everybody. I don't... Well, I don't think that they do. And I don't think that a normal person even thinks that... Oh, she broke up with me. I'm going to have to kill myself. You know, as normal, you know, healthy minds and healthy bodies and things like that, we don't... we, We realize that... This is going to be a tough time, and it's going to be hard, but I'll get through it, and, yeah. and I'll move on. And maybe I can win her back, even. You know, they can even, a lot of people even focus on, I'm going to win her back. Yeah. But his immediate thing was, I'm just, I'm going to kill myself, and I'm going to take them with me. I don't want to go alone. It's like he was afraid to go alone, so I'm going to take my friends with me. But that's not the way it works, folks. They don't, you're still. You, you, yeah. yeah. You still die, and you still go alone. <laughs> yeah. So he did try on October the 24th on this date, 14 minutes before that phone call came in at 10.39 and when this all started, he did try one last time to reach her. Um, To call her? At 10.25, he sent her a photo. Uh, He texted her a photo, and it was of the gun that was resting on his legs. Which is probably in school and in the classroom and not able to look at the photo right then. Well, I think she did, but she didn't answer. She didn't respond, so he texted. Um, so he sent to one of her relatives, one of her friends, I guess it was at her school, because she was in a different school, and said, have her call me. So she called him back at 1027. Oh, she did call him. She did call him back. Um, and she told her dad, told his dad later that they had, like a, they had a two and a half minute phone call, and... Um, she said he was thinking about, she told his dad, said he's thinking about this. And when I asked him why, he said, I don't want to be here anymore. And um, 
after that phone call, she texted his dad right away and said, read the paper. Uh, Jalen had texted his dad and said, read the paper on my dad, on my bed, dad. I love you. So all of this, again, happens super, super fast. Mm. It's just crazy at how quickly it all moved again. Well, um, I mean, that was what? Two minutes before he actually, no. That was 12 minutes before he actually did. So, I mean, that's a lot of pressure. 12 minutes he... Uh, to try to get everybody to, to... 12 minutes even... they talked for two and a half minutes. So and then that's 10 minutes then. Then she texts, uh, she texts his dad and said, you gotta, you know, she's worried about him and telling him that you need to check on him and he's not, but she's not thinking he's going to do anything at school, you know. She's thinking after school he's going right, to gonna off himself. To him. You need to... So all of these kids were... To think that they that they even had dad's number to text him or anything is amazing. I don't think your kid... I mean, I was really close with you and friends and, and knew your parent, the parents of your friends and things like that, but I don't think that the kids themselves had my number to text me. I didn't text them back and forth with these teenagers. You didn't text back with my high school boyfriend? I did not. I did not. I've had a few lovely phone calls with a few moms, but no. Um, Another day on those. <laughs> right. That's a whole new story for something else. That's a whole different type of podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, but he then that's when he texted out, then he sent out that one. There were 14 family members that he sent this message to that was entitled My Funeral Shit. And this is where he, you know, drafted S-H-I-T? out. S-H-I-T? Yes. Oh, well, I mean, that's, that's just the way to do it. Yeah. Funeral and S-H-I-T. He told his family that he wanted to be buried next to Andrew and Nate. Now, this is 14 minutes. Uh, this is this is a few minutes before the shooting. He wants to be buried by them, and he wanted to be buried in brand new, expensive as blank camo. Um, and he apologized to the parents and tell them that I didn't want to go alone. I needed my ride or dies with me on the other side. And he said that Zoe and Gia and Shaylee and the other friends might get caught in this blank tomorrow. So, um, I guess his whole thing was he wanted Andrew and Nate with him for certain, but the others were his friends as well. So, I mean, if you wanted them, the two of them, why did you invite everybody? So, he had some definite things. There's definitely something wrong with his brain and the the process of how he's going about this yeah like you can you can see it now especially in those messages yeah but of course you don't have enough time oh and his funeral needed to be popping popping like you know how the kids talk about it being popping no not anymore but i mean 2014 well, I was definitely not in that kind of scene, yeah. and my kids were I still hear babies. it today. I still hear it some today about people talking about, ooh, that was popping. It's a, you know. And he told his family to play hot nigga. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. And he listened to other songs, and that they were supposed to eat deer meat. And he closed it Ew. out with, I love I don't you. like deer meat. <laughs> He closed it out with, I love you, family. I really do. More than anything, 
And then he said, tell Shalane the same. I needed to do this, though. I wasn't happy, and I needed my crew with me, too. I'm sorry. I love you. And then it was two minutes later that the next, that the 911 call came in. Wow. Yeah. I still can't get over the music choice. <laughs> right? I mean, that's definitely a whole... Just, that was must have been his style music. That's not, I mean, it's not, you know. That's not what you play at a funeral. It's not what you think of for funeral music. Well, it's like he's wanting to make it into a party. And you're just killing everybody. And you think that everybody wants to party. Everybody, we want everybody to get together and have a party. Because I want it to be a popping funeral. Because we're going to have a good time. Y'all going to put send me off on my way now. Because I'm, I'm going to be happy now. And I'm going to have my crew with me. Yeah, you can definitely see that his brain is just not. There's a there's a there's there's something somewhere. there's something going on. But the the problem is is that no one gets no a chance to to say to save him before. Right. There wasn't no clear. Oh. He was obviously a smart, intelligent kid because he planned all this out, in a sense, perfectly that nobody caught it. True. And he got to do what he wanted to do. True. He really did. I mean, it was very well thought out. It was a well-laid plan. Not that it was a good one. Not, no, definitely it wasn't, wasn't a good, good thing at all. But it was well planned out because nobody knows the reasons why still. No, right. I mean, he's sending this stuff out in a matter of seconds or minutes of yes. the shooting itself. He planned it out days in advance. I am just betting he even knew, like, what time he was going to do it at. Because he like sat down there, and then he, I'm sure he's probably, like, looking at a watcher's phone to see the time. And then, all of a sudden, he's just... Well, let's face it. He knew he was going to do it at lunch. At first lunch. Because he invited those kids in there. So, first lunch starts at this certain time. Right before he walks in. And here is why we think he did this right before he walked in. Most of these cafeterias are, like, these metal buildings. Uh -huh. You know? A lot of times your cell service is interrupted in there, so you don't kind of get yeah, they usually, as good of service. Especially in high schools, they make it where they can't communicate outside. Right, they're trying to not let them do that. So, he knew he couldn't send that text when he got in, so he did it right then. And then, I'm going to send it right before I go in the door. And now, once you've sent this, and you've just sent them, this is my funeral stuff, somebody might catch on, i got to do this fast. So, yeah. he sat down... They start talking, he stands up, gets into that bag, and starts to shoot. But my thing is, is that you already said that he sent a picture of himself with a gun. He was he that. was he sitting in the cafeteria with that, or was he just there's outside? There's no saying where it is at. It just says that he had it in his lap and took it. So I don't know that there's an actual, we know where it was. At okay, it, okay. Was. See, I was thinking that, she, that he sent it before. While he was still in the cafeteria. Yeah. Like before, right before. That, but but then he had to like, talk, too. It was like five minutes before he sent the funeral note. So I don't Well, he also he talked to her for two minutes after that. Before that. So he probably did it a little bit earlier, letting yeah, her. And he, he could have even had that picture from at home and then added, you know, and then sent that. Yeah. Okay. We don't know where that picture came from. Okay. Because it was probably just a picture of his lap with the gun in it. And he sent it. Hmm. So, it's a, there are some. That's again where there are so many unknowns in it. Yeah, there's so many gaps. Well, and because he's it, apparently this letter was supposed to fill in those gaps. 
but there was no letter found. So did mom or dad find the letter and burn the letter? Did We don't know. And I'm not blaming them. I'm not... I'm no. not going to do that, but I'm just saying that we don't know. Investigators never found the letter. Mm. So, you know, and so after this, we we did see that, um, so the only two that died on the scene were Jalen and Zoe. And then it was two days later, a week later, two weeks later. And then Nate was fine. And then Nate has, Reco- he well. has recovered. <laughs> Recovered somewhat. Right. I'm pretty sure he's probably that. And Carmen and Karen were not hurt. They were very traumatized because they were rightfully so. They're la- they're underneath a table and their friends are laying all around them, bleeding and and moving. Yeah. Well, I know in one of the things that I researched for you, Carmen held the hand of uh, Zoe and what was the other one's name? Uh, Zoe and Gia. Gia. She held the hand of Gia because Gia was still still moving moving around. And then... They had to pry her away from them when they were trying to get her. Kieran. Kieran. She went to Shaylin. Shaylee. Shaylee. She went over there to Shaylee because she was still stuttering. the, The EMS people and the police had to pry these two girls away from them. Because those they were their best friends, oh. and they were, you know, and it just it breaks my heart to think about that. And then the, immediately when Karen, they finally get her out, so they send her to another room. She has her phone, and the first thing that the first person that she texts, not her mom, it's Shailene. To let her know. To because, let her know what has just happened. Well, I mean that. Just because they broke up and just because she's saying that she wants them to leave them alone, she still cares about that little, that boy. She still cares about him. That is still I'm sure she probably does. the love of her life at that point. And this just shows you how close-knit all of these kids are. Yeah. That the minute this happens, the minute that this happens, Karen has just went through this total and utter shock. And the second it ends that she gets away and can get to her phone and do it, she lets the, her other friend know what's happening and what has just happened. And so it's just amazing at the closeness knit of this. So it's it's hard to imagine what they all went through. I know. I just cannot even imagine. Okay, now the end part of this nightmare the sad part is it doesn't end here for his parents. Um, his father, Ray, is the one that he took Ray's gun. Uh, this, now, this, okay, Jalen took Ray's Jaylen gun. Jalen took Ray's gun for this. And um, here's the thing. On the reservations like this, it is not uncommon for all these households to have many guns. They hunt. They do all of this stuff. Well, yeah. They're very big into it. Jalen, we have pictures of Jalen with an elk, and he's a hunter himself. So yeah. he And just uh, his birthday was not uh, was in July, and they just bought him a big rifle for his thing, and he was ecstatic over that. So this was not something. But he didn't, have, he didn't own handguns, but Ray did. He had this handgun, and, of course, he didn't know his son had taken it. It was supposed to be in his truck where he kept it there. And, um, so he had no idea of this. It was a 
some kind of a Beretta P4 or something, and it had held like ten rounds. And uh, um, from what I saw, it was like seven. It holds like if if you get the high capacity thing, you can get it. But mm-hmm. the normal one, I looked it up on Cabela's, which is where he had bought it. Um, it if it's just a regular one, it holds uh, it, the as you buy it, it holds ten rounds. Okay. Um, but you can get a higher capacity magazine that will hold up to 17 or 19. Mm. But so I'm going to go with, since he had to reload, he probably had the 10 capacity in it. Um, but anyway, he, um, so the fact that he owned guns was not an unusual thing and nobody, nobody would have thought anything about it. Um, and, and there was, for the record, there was a, because again, we're saying he's Freiburg and it's a big thing. There was a big funeral thing for him. The tribe got together and they did a big. Which is amazing. I'm very surprised that they did do that. That they still gave him a huge funeral. Yeah, and that people showed up for it. You just don't think of that. But again, these are all closely, close knit groups of people. Yeah, I guess. I just, I just don't. And they're trying, and it feels like they're trying to help. Um, these, this family to mourn. So because they're so close-knit, they were all so willing and to help them. And, and they wanted to, and they mourned him too because he was a good kid and he, he, he uh, participated in the tribal dances. He was, a, he was big on that reservation and doing a lot yeah, of Yeah, there was a, there was a, there a picture of him with the, with the with feathers. The, head, the feathers and, and everything and doing the dances. And a lot of these kids joined in on that same thing. So they were all in there. So he was, he was very well known on the tribe as in the, the reservation and everything as well as his father was. Now's where it's going to go downhill a little more. Great. Okay, because we find out at this point now there are investigators into it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that Jalen even knew that this was going to happen. I don't think Jalen had any clue of any of this that would have came. Maybe the after this would have changed things for him. I don't know if it would. I don't. I don't know. But, okay. As they're investigating, they're looking into where these guns came from and how he got it. We find out that during this pat the year prior to this, like Ray has bought like five guns from Cabela. Again, guns are everywhere on the reservations. They use them for hunting and things like that. It's not like he was like stockpiling them. These were guns that he was using and things that he was doing. Yeah. Okay. Well, it comes to find out then as they dig. As investigators do when they get into this, and again, because there's no note, no nothing found there, so they're searching for reasons and what's happening. They come across that Ray had had a um, an order of protection filed against him. Okay. Now, let me start this by saying that Ray is married to his wife, uh, is married to Jalen's mother. They've been together. Jalen is 15, so at least 15 years, 16 yeah. years. Prior to this relationship, he had had a, a girlfriend that she felt that there was some violence there. I don't know. I'm not here to get into any of that. I yeah, this is not that. what we're here to talk about. But. Right. But she had filed an order of protection against him, and this had been on the reservation, apparently. Okay. So he knew he, knew he had this order of protection. And, again, this must never go away, an I guess. order of protection like this. So she's filed it. She's got it. He can never bother her. 
Okay, so investigators know that he had this order of protection against him. When they find that out, in that order of protection, I'm going to say unbeknownst to Ray, he was not allowed to own guns or have guns because of this order of protection. But, okay, to be fair, though, if Cabela is supposed to be doing, you know, they're supposed to do background checks. They did all their background checks, and I don't so know So that doesn't this, show up? I don't know, because it was on the reservation, maybe. It didn't go into, like, the federal background checks like it did. I don't know. I guess. I don't know. That sounds very weird that they would still allow him to have a... I mean... They they let him buy But them. also, an order of protection, I would not think that I couldn't have a gun. I would, I would just think, think so that either. I just need to stay away from that person. Right. I can't be within so many feet of them. I'm not allowed to be. I don't Don't talk to them. them. Don't, don't do nothing. That person is dead to me. I don't do anything. I leave them alone. Yeah. And again, this was 16, 17 years ago. Yeah. So I. She gone out of my mind. I ain't thinking about her. I haven't thought about her in years now. Yeah. So I'm merged. I'm probably merged. Right. I got kids. I don't. I don't care what's going on in her life anymore. So they find all of this out. If we find out, then it comes down to it in March, right after this. So this had to have been March of 2015. They arrest Ray for owning these guns. Are you serious? I'm serious. He's and he has to go to trial over this. And in this, he does say that he did not. Uh, he did not know. That the tribal court, he says, never informed him that he was not allowed to own guns due to this. So that was part of his defense in it. But because they found this, that he had this order of protection against him, and that got out into the press, the tribe kind of turned on him. That is so, so unfair. That is yes. so unfair. These same people who had just helped him celebrate the death of his, you know, of his son and to mourn him and to have this funeral and do all this, then turned on him to the point where they he had to like move off of the reservation. People were they were breaking windows and their car windows and things, and he was being uh, harassed harassed on all of this. Ugh. I understand people's the frustration anger and, anger. and the frustration that this happened and that this happens to their children, but I'm going to say that the fact that this happened is not Ray's fault. No, it's still Jalen. Jalen is the one that did it. Had Ray known this was going to happen, he would have stopped it. He cannot stop what he does not know is going True. to happen. And so you cannot blame these parents for that. No, definitely not. And it's so sad because I feel like the parents are victims of it too. I really do. I feel like he is All the victim. parents are victims along with the children who were murdered. Yeah, I mean, I feel like these are victims because it, it seems to me like Jalen was, like, Ray and Jalen were rather close. They hunted together. They did this. It's not like he gave him a gun and said, here, go hunt. They went together. Yeah. They did these things. They spent this time together. Yes. So he was trying to be a parent. He was doing those things. So I don't, and, and now he's lost his son. He's lost his He's lost some of his cousin's children, so you know that even though you may still love them, you know that, you know, and your cousins 
and your family, and they still, oh yeah, I still love him, he's my family, and you know you're not going to be close because your kids killed theirs. I mean, it's just, there's yeah, going to be a rift there. So, okay, so anyway, he had to go through all of this, and he ended up, he did serve some time for it. He served, I believe he served two years. Okay. So, um, for the fact that he owned these guns when he was not supposed to have had them. Not for the murders. He was he did not go down for those, but he did... Uh, it's almost up, like they wanted... They just needed to punish somebody. Somebody needed to be punished for something, and he was that fall guy in that he should not have had the guns, so therefore we're going to prosecute him. They could not prosecute him for the murders because that was not his fault, but yeah. they so they did decide to prosecute him for owning guns, and he did serve a little some time for that that's um, so sad it is it's it's terribly sad and um now if we go back to the pilchuck high school with this um nate did get well he did survive he's doing okay he still tweets about his friends jalen included he still has a hard time dealing with that because he misses his friends yeah uh and the high school itself uh, did shut down that cafeteria, and they've never reopened it. They, I believe they've now torn it down and put something else in that spot, but they, they said that the community as, as a whole could not have that there any longer, and they never used it again. Rightfully so. I mean, I wouldn't want to be in there yeah. ever again. So, um, yeah, one of the school athletic directors, I named Greg Erickson, said he never wanted to go in there, and he tried not to look at it. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it would be devastating, hard for the whole of them because, like I said, he was popular. And being that he was popular, I want to believe that all the rest of these kids were, too. Because usually well, popular yeah. kids hang together. Yeah. You know. So, it was very, very sad. But, again, this is, like I said, this is a different one than any other school shooting that I've heard of because this was a targeted school shooting and he targeted his friends and that's what makes it so crazy that these were his best friends and these were the ones that he set out wow. to kill it is absolutely crazy yeah it <sighs> um this one was definitely a mom's nightmare on all the way around yeah i mean every one of these parents it was a nightmare for them because there they are their their child is at school, and there's, they don't think any, you don't think anything about it. You're sending your kid to school, they're at lunch, and you know maybe that they're at lunch. Some of them, you didn't even know they were at lunch. They weren't even supposed to be at lunch. Yeah. And that they've skipped the class, and because they skipped, skipped the class, now they're dead. Ugh. Tragic. It is. So. All right, so that is the end of our episode. Thank you for listening to Mama's Nightmare. If you enjoyed our show, please leave us a five-star rating or a comment. Um, we did get a couple of new um, podcast, uh, not podcast, but um, distributors. I guess it's distributors. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, we are on iHeartRadio now. So it's iHeartRadio, Podbean, Spotify, um, Samsung Podcast, Audible, Amazon, there's a couple of others, and I'm sorry I did not have them written down because this was not a... A real week. This has been a real week. <laughs> it's, been, it's been fun. But we do have some new ones. We also are looking into trying to get Apple 
I'm having a hard time with Apple and, and Google. I'm having a really hard time trying to get that one set up. Yeah, we still have to work on that this afternoon. We'll try and do that. But um, if you would, just leave us a comment or a five-star rating. It helps us get our name out there and helps us create an algorithm. Also, please hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss out on next week's nightmare. This one will be Alicia telling me about the murder of Annie Kasperzak. Kasperzak. Kasperzak, okay. Uh, we also have Facebook and Instagram. Those are at Mama's Nightmare Pod, where we'll be posting pictures from each of our episodes. We also have Twitter, too, now. And we have Twitter. So I'll be posting those on Twitter, too. It's at, it's at Mama's Nightmare Pod, too? Yes. Okay, great. Also, if you have any suggestions on a case and you would like us to cover it, please email us at mamasnightmarepod at gmail.com. Until next time, this is Alicia and Rhonda. And we hope you have nothing but sweet dreams. Good dreams.